only way. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll, I'll act like it. All right. I, I'm lo-fi hip-hop girl now. Or lo-fi, oh, lo-fi beast to study to girl. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and like, you can have the cat. You can, like, oh, like, yeah, the yeah, cat yeah. Cat has the cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Do I have a book? I do have a book. We're all lo-fi girl. What is up, Cupers Live Nation? It's Manu back here again from the Over Inspected Podcast with the two greatest co-hosts in the world, Michael Chai and Carrie Huang. Hello, hello, guys. How Yo. is it going? Hello. What's actually crazy is the right now we're recording this, and we actually all saw each other yesterday in person, like twenty, like less than twenty-four hours ago. Um, actually, oh, a little bit, true. a little bit more than twenty-four hours ago, actually. Um, it was Basque 47. Basque Berkeley 47. Pride. Berkeley Pride, yeah. So um, it was a cool competition that we were all at. Chai and I showed up to do some uh, impromptu streaming, which was pretty funny because I feel like, yeah. we, like we, we walked into the competition, we got all our stuff, we're saying hi to everyone. Everyone's like, why are you here? Yeah, yay. <laughs> it was. Uh... Did, did people actually say that? Cause, is it because you weren't registered or? Not only not registered, but like we didn't tell anyone that we were going to stream it because we did not decide that we were going to stream the event until like a day before. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Well, but for them to say, that. "Why are you here?" That's like kind of judgmental. They should be like, "Oh my gosh, you're here!" You know. So, per the words of Ryan Gaju. Uh, he always says, look who decided to show up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had people say that to me as well. So Ryan probably started it, you know? Yeah, yeah, probably. probably it's surprised. like a Ryan thing. It's all about the keeping mafia, you know? I yeah. still don't really know what you mean by that. Like several episodes I, I just, line, but... the only way I think of the cubing mafia is that Ryan is the Don, and that's all we know. <laughs> like, everything else is shrouded in mystery. Okay, um, sure. We can kind of, like... We can kind of talk about um, Berkeley Pride for a little bit because it does go into today's topic, which yeah. is all about ROs. Uh, we, we wanted to expand upon that, um, but Carrie, how was your Berkeley Pride experience? Oh, I really liked it. It was interesting because I did not register just like the two of you, so I sort of showed Wait, up what? just to help <laughs> out. Well, the reason I showed up is because um, me and like the current Berkeley Cube Club flew down to San Diego for UCSD for hemophilia, which is another competition. And then everyone like flew up to Berkeley together. And then I was like, oh, I'll just crash at your place. And then since we're all in Berkeley anyway, I'll just come help out. And like, I guess what I ended up doing for Berkeley Pride is just doing a lot of data entry, which doesn't sound like the, like the most interesting job. But I, I can say I was there true um <laughs> there's and... evidence that you were there yeah yeah now, now that you guys live streamed it there's evidence that i took part for like maybe an hour or so near the end of it right there's empirical evidence mm -hmm. not just hearsay i know yeah yeah and being part of the live stream is honestly more important than like getting official results because you know official oh it's latte uh, official results are only for the competitor but you know hosting a live stream is for the entire world yeah, I guess that's that's definitely one way to put 100%. it. So I didn't I didn't realize the over inspected team, man, we all just decided wait, wait. to show up. Yeah, all three of us just showed up. <laughs> I know, I know. There's a term for this, right? Muggles, right? Oh. Like muggles are are people yeah, who like I guess show you're up. Right. Wait, oh, is that a thing? Oh, I thought it was a, muggles. Wait, I thought that was a Harry Potter thing, like the like those who like cannot use magic. 
Oh, yeah. Well, it, it started in Harry Potter, but, like, uh, mm. at my college, it would be a term used for people who don't live in a dorm, but, like, show up, like, every day just to, like, hang out with friends or, or just, like, be part of the why, community. Why am I not surprised that Stanford has, like, some... Like, of all things they could have called these people, of course they have to call them some Harry Potter reference. That, like, that does not oh. surprise me one bit. Oh, God. The thing is, <laughs> okay, my, my biggest confession is I still have not read the Harry Potter books. Really? So, That's interesting. So... So I, I had to be taught what a muggle was. That's crazy. Okay, sorry, this is a small tangent. Um, when I was when I was in elementary school, everyone read them. It was like not a thing for people to have not read them. But when, since, once I got to college, I realized like I was asking people and like people like have not read them. And I was like, huh, that's weird. It must be a California thing, maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe. Well, anyway. I don't know if you could say California, but I didn't read it either. Well. I mean, any maybe. of the Harry Potter. So maybe it was a Midwest yeah. thing. To, I guess we had maybe nothing was... better to do, so we just read the Harry Potter books. Well, I mean, maybe it's a Columbus, Ohio thing. Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I will say, I do remember, like, the movie releases being, like, really big news events. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, like, I, I knew that it was, like, always on TV, like, on TV that, like, oh, the seventh Harry Potter book is coming out, and, like, Oh um, yeah, that was that was like big news. Yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. what it was. What what was the seventh book called? The Deathly the Hallows. Axio Deathly Hallows. Yeah, the it was. Deathly. That's a cool name for like a, a series finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's they, a pretty cool name. And they turned the seventh book into two movies, so it was part one and part two. Yeah, yeah. wasn't the sixth one also like a something of a phoenix? Uh, no, that was the fifth one. Fifth one is Order of the Phoenix. What's six? Uh, Half Blood Prince. Yeah, yeah. These, I honestly these, thought the names were really nice, but I never cool. read them. The names are cool. yeah, yeah. Like I think all of these names like definitely fit in like the Harry Potter kind of vibe. Yeah, like, yeah. even though I haven't read any of these books, like I instantly know whether it's a Harry Potter book or not. Right, right, right. Yeah, it, right. It, it has that sound, right? Okay. Anyway, sorry. T tangent aside, let's get to today's topic. What we are actually talking about today. So. Yeah, for those of you who may be familiar, who have been to a uh, competition on the West Coast, there is this new organization on the block, new kid on the block, West Coast Cubing. So what, what is West Coast Cubing? Why are they here? Well, it turns out West Coast Cubing is a regional organization, and there are a lot of these regional organizations like breaking out, at least in the States, but I think also in other, in other parts of the world, I think as well. And that's what we're here to break down today. This phenomenon, where every region has its own like organization, was not a thing until very recently. I'd like to think that you know WCC was like one of the one of the first re regional organizations. Um, so yeah, we're talking about it. Like, why? Like, uh, what what were the issues with like the previous structure? Why this is like a little bit better, and what the future is kind of gonna look like. So it's all it's all very interesting. It's very cool also, I think, because we have a pretty unique perspective on WCC because. We have Chai, who I don't know what his exact position is, but he's basically the CEO of WCC, so... <laughs> uh, I mean, I can explain it a little bit, um, but... Um, well, we should clarify a couple of definitions. So there's a couple there's a couple things to, to know when we're talking about organizations to operate in the cubing realm, right? So, of course, we have the World Cube Association, and of course, we have organizations that work together with the World Cube Association. So like the probably the first one that you think of is Cubing USA. 
So these are all organizations similar to Keeping USA. They have like a, what we would call a relationship with the WCA and the WCA recognized is, is uh, Keeping USA is a WCA recognized regional organization and is like a collaborator in a sense, right? And every region that the WCA operates in should have one, essentially. Not should. I think it's it's something where they, they almost to some capacity require. I don't know exactly because there's a lot of small regions that exist. I guess but, like maybe it's something where like it's like the trusted party, like the WCA can trust that they can like do business or whatever with this. Right, right. Like there's a lot of organizations across the world. So like um I think a big part of this podcast will be U.S. centric um, in a sense of like not the issue at hand, but just like the topics and like the situation at hand. Right. So another a couple other big regional organizations that you can think of are Speedkeeping Australia. And I think it's called Speedkeeping UK or UK Speak. I think it's Speedkeeping UK. Mm. But those are okay. obviously the regional organizations for the WCA that operate in Australia and the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So why are we setting this definition? Well, it's pretty much because West Coast Cubing um, is what we would call not, I wouldn't say like a tweener organization. I wouldn't say fake organization, but I would say the, the easiest way to define it is that technically speaking, there is no direct relationship with the WCA. Now, yeah, that sounds kind of messed up, but um, if you haven't been part of like organizing in the United States for a long time, uh, you probably don't get it, but that's why um, we'll, we'll explain a lot of this. But essentially, um, the WCA can only work with one regional organization at the moment in the United States, um, or else you're considered a direct competitor with Cuban USA. So the problem with Cuban, um, Cuban USA and why we're not able to have another regional organization is the competition um, clause that exists. Um, But we uh, realized that the United States of America has too much um, ground to cover. Makes sense. Versus the operations of, I guess, at least some of Cuban USA at the time. I'm not really sure as of now, Um, but what was an issue was expediting competitions and efficiency and um having to build back and forth communication for a competition to happen um so we basically had west coast cubing as a way to make it faster to have competitions with less less bureaucracy less communication necessary um for the delegates involved um, I don't really know if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, so basically, like, so here's here's the issue, right? Cuban USA is far too large, and like, and is not a big enough organization to be able to manage, um, like, different regions across the country. And the reason why, at least my intuitive reason why, that's like kind of important, is because different regions have different demands. Um, for example, like, I can imagine that if you're in California, let's say, that there's like a different demand for certain um for for like certain competitions uh versus let's say that you were in i don't know rhode island right i mean california is just 
a much bigger region with a it's more dense there are more cubers in california so there's a different like demand that needs to be met and in order to do that it's a lot easier to do that at, like a fine level it's like okay let's focus on norcal let's focus on socal but in order to do that you need to have you need to have like enough people in, in keeping usa in order to be able to do that and that i feel like it's the missing link right yeah and then the other side to it was another reason why the organization existed in the first place was because um not just in the west coast region but across many regions in the united states back in the heyday um let's say for example a competition it would probably every competition has a budget and let's say the competition um had more than break even and let's just say for the sake of argument that the competition had a surplus of $50, right? Which was not not a uncommon amount to have back in the day, like really, really honing in on zero um, and then having a little bit of margin just in case something happened, right? Or you needed to purchase something else just for a little bit more. Um, truthfully, a lot of the responsibility, it was simply asked for the, <laughs> um, basically it was simply asked for a trusted organizer or trust a delegate to hold on to the community funds, which was not safe. Yeah, that is not Oh yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how else to slice it, but we got away with a lot. Um, but that's why Cubing USA existed. It's just the problem was, if you asked every organizer and every delegate to collaborate with Cubing USA at that time's capacity, it would not There's function. No There's no way. It would not function. You would have to, man, all of those emails. Because the other thing, the other thing <laughs> is, so A is there's the emails, right? The other thing is, like, Cuban USA is a non-profit or organization, I think, right? Like, they, I think they, yeah. they, their budgets, like, ends up being at zero. I think you can even go look at it if you want. So, because they're, if whatever they're already doing, if they're already hitting their budget at zero, that means that I feel like, well, I don't know, is it the case? Does that mean that there's, like, room for it to even expand? And, like, let's say, like, they want to hire more staff or something. Could they, would they even be able uh... to do that? So there's a lot of nuance with, I guess this is, I wouldn't call this educational because I don't know the full <laughs> details, but nonprofit organizations does not mean that their goal is to hit zero on their budget every year per se. Like that's not quite the, that's not the nuanced way to say it. Because if that were the case, ah, the bank account would always be zero every single year, which definitely is not the case. Mm. Yeah, it sure definitely is not. on to like extra money and like yeah. spend it the next year or something yeah so a lot of the time is that money accumulated is funneled back into the operations of the organization i think usually it's like at a higher proportion than some other organizations i see but i also believe that's a philo philosophical thing now here's my understanding of nonprofit organizations nonprofit organizations only the board of directors cannot be paid that is nonprofit. So the people that lead the direction of the organization cannot be paid. Well, what about like maybe lower down, like contract workers or? Oh yeah, of course. Like they can be paid. Think, but... think about think about think about the American Cancer Society, Red Cross. Right. Do you think people do that at, with like a sixty-hour work week outside of that? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, no yeah I guess like money makes the world go round. Like yeah. if they want to get like actions done, they need to like financially sustain it. But like I guess yeah. the, the the board the people in, in control like the, the people who have the desire to get this work done need to be doing it for other reasons. 
Pretty much. So like that's the uh, I guess part of like the definition of like nonprofit, but there's so much into it. Obviously, you don't get taxed anything, so you can keep all the funds that you accumulate. Besides the point. Besides the point, right? Um, but WCC is acted as a way to hold on to the funds safely so that everyone within the region knows where it's going. Right. Because well well like what do you accumulate funds for? For what? To put it back into the community, to invest in it. And instead of trusting Cubing USA to do that, we're not trusting WCC to do that. Right. And I and guess... it can be, we just talked about this like in the car. Like at the end of the day, the regions that Cubing USA has to cover is simply too big for Cubing USA to benefit a small region. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, I mean, if right. you think about it from if you think about it from like the competitor's perspective, I think, like I don't know, the last time I went to like a Cubing USA competition and was like, oh, this this competition is sponsored by Cubing USA, is supported by Cubing USA, was a very very long time ago. Even though like Cubing USA supports so many competitions, um, it's just very difficult for them to really have to for them to really be able to like put like so much effort into all these competitions that are happening i don't know how many competitions happen in the country like every every month or whatever now that it's summer i wouldn't be surprised if it, that number increased i also um but yeah like it, it was very hard to get like a good feel of like how how involved cubing usa is with like the actual competition or an organizing experience but having a dedicated regional organization makes it a lot easier to a withdraw funds b if there's like equipment and stuff that needs to be held all of that can be done through like this regional organization like little package um which yeah, is a lot easier pretty to much. and i should also say that like this is a uh, very new in the step so you said west coast cubing llc there's a lot i believe there's new england cubing i believe there's midwest cubing association which is certified nonprofit, by the way oh. there's a uh Pacific Northwest is also, right. I believe, an organization. There's a ton of organizations across the entire United States. Um, oh, Arizona Speed Cubing, um, Utah's. I don't know. I don't know uh, the pronunciations for them. But like, for example, like um, something that like an organization can take hands on is, I believe, it was Bradley doing it in Utah. Um, I'm pretty sure Calvin collaborated it with it, but we talked about it too as a potential idea, but having like a regional based ladder that yeah. the organization can take part of and just having this little mini competition. Um, and I think it's just totally within the realms of like the operational capabilities. Yeah. yeah. Um, Another advantage I would like to say that, um, that we got, I, get, I think we got out of WCC is, um, a, the exposure. It's a lot easier for people to know like, Hey, it's a WCC comp. I think another thing which is really cool is because like there's like an official organization, right? Official in air quotes. There's, you know, WCC is running all these competitions and everyone knows it. So now like we, we, I think this is really cool. We have a WCC community discord, which, you know, people know that like, all right, like this is like the, this is the real discord. Like, you know, people can go here to get news on when new competitions get announced. Um, they can open threads if people want to discuss like results or things that happened at like whatever competition they went to find new friends um you know if they're gonna go to a competition that's outside of let's say you're a norcal keeper you want to go to socal you can see it all there i think it's kind of cool actually it's like a little hub of information yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh it's good to have a central hub because like before the discord how did like 
the higher ups let the like little speed cubers know the the happenings in the community <laughs> like maybe there's like a newsletter it's just not as interactive right oh god i remember that that we were so bad with sending that newsletter too like we would just forget for like months and it's just like oh well i guess there were competitions well i guess here's the like the overarching like i wouldn't say it's it's a benefit but it's not like it was planned or anything but in a way creating these sub i call them sub regional orgs because mm. we're under keeping usa and we're also not recognized so it's just one of those things where what i like about the advent of it is it kind of builds this sense of team and the way the execution of like how your delegate team and organizer team works together is up to the organizations and communications at hand um like i'm trying to figure that out right now but it builds this overall broader sense of team and then that this competition over here i'm able to contribute in a different manner rather than just being present mm. um and that's not just speaking for me but just speaking for any group of delegates in general which i think is pretty cool yeah um kind of like bringing that together and then kind of connecting the cubers in a way one of the things is i would say a shortcoming of wcc is we don't even have like a proper website um oh, true wow yeah we don't have a proper website but we have a a huge discord <laughs> yeah we have a massive massive yeah. po possibly uh, too large in, in poss possibly, possibly too, too large too yeah large. <laughs> possibly too large but like this is something where i think it's it's to the benefit um mm -hmm. if done correctly obviously right um, still has to be moderated, stuff like that. But it's just more than one way to connect the community. And then we're gonna do more and more things to make it feel more like a team and also more like a community for the cubers. Yeah. I guess that's like the the idea we're kind of going for. Um, and and uh, I think in NorCal, a lot of cubers had this tendency to not want to travel for competitions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back, they used to not back in the heyday. Have to. Yeah, used to not not having to, but it's kind of nice to start seeing a little bit of a change with that. Like it's bizarre. You would see cubers not go from San Jose to Berkeley. Yeah, like <laughs> routinely. And it's now like I think it's a little. Yeah, yeah, and now it's an a hour. little bit. It's a little bit different now. Like I think there's some mixing and matching. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I wonder how much of that is. I wonder how much of that is like pandemic. How much of that is like fact that wcc like you can it's so easy to know like oh my friend is gonna go um or like you know so many people yeah. are going to go yeah i don't know that, that is pretty interesting i found that quite kind of peculiar but yeah um well there's one, yeah, one other thing i want to mention uh which i think so i think the uh, the other advent of the regional organizations i guess i mentioned this earlier is like the com you can serve like parts of the community uh like the things that they want to see so like one one thing is that we we had a problem I think um, in NorCal where our competitions have too much demand so we need we need bigger venues but bigger venues are like way more expensive so I think what we do now is every single Berkeley competition now or almost every single one is held in Poly Ballroom now which we used to be like a very rare thing we would only hold competitions in there like at most like twice a year. Now I think we're going to have three competitions there this month. Yeah, and we let me let me one. highlight Yeah, let me highlight the importance of 
properly managing the funds. And this is just discussing Poly Ballroom. So let's say Poly Ballroom, for example, is has a quote of a one day rental of the full ballroom for $5,000. And let's say you want to be a smart delegate and you want to plan all four competitions throughout the year at the beginning of the year so that you can have all of them ready to go. That's you wouldn't even call it a luxury. That's called being smart potentially right. because you're trying to like fill out the calendar in a structural way and you can plan your life your vacations around that right so if you think about the ability to do that you would need twenty thousand dollars cash on hand to do mm, that true you tell me where twenty thousand dollars cash even comes from right so like that's just one of those things where um if you're not properly managing your finances, you don't have the ability to do more or do better, essentially. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And have, having the funds on hand means that like we can look at that number and we can say, okay, well, we have this much money. What can we do with this? What? How can we better? How can we benefit the community? What are the things that we can spend this money on? Because I guess like you know we can have money sitting in the bank just to sit there, but it's no good unless it actually like helps you know people uh helps the cubers helps grow grow cubing as a as a sport as a hobby so right so like another re another way that we're using that money for example is to put more expensive regions newer regions at a at a better more attainable price tag or just at a better experience for the competitor so for example we can approve competitions with a negative budget right that used to be something you could like never do like and it would like be shunned upon like you have to like hit the zero but the fact that we can approve a negative budget why would we even want to approve a negative budget well i'll tell you if i ever wanted to hold a competition in like fresno or bakersfield or um well what just happened is hawaii, hawaii right yeah. if i or maybe eureka up in like northern mm. california right if i ever wanted to hold a competition there there's a problem not enough people demand. might not yeah people might not register but you know that there will probably be maybe 40 competitors maybe 50 competitors and you know what as wcc we want to serve those competitors right right and you could definitely approve a lost budget to invest in a new region to invest in a growing region right like i oh, think yeah. a great example of like a region that can grow is i think sack cubing like you know hosted mm. by chris martin that region grew like it wasn't always like flourishing right yeah. right now i, I remember yeah. the first sack comps <laughs> yeah now it's like amazing and then like wcc wants to see more of those flourishing regions because we know there's more cubers than just in the population dense areas which is north bay area and probably like socal and san LA. diego maybe yeah or yeah la yeah. san diego yeah I mean, this, this kind of reminds me of, like, the chicken and egg situation because, you know, more comps brings out more cubers and more cubers means, like, comps can be more profitable. And it sort of reminds me of, like, also the argument for why it's worth it to build good public transportation even at a net loss. Right. Because you'll, you'll see, like, more people use it if the trains run on time, but it might not pay out for, like, 10, 20 years. Man, are we talking about the California public transportation? Oh, it's, uh, booty. Well, <laughs> it's booty. I, I know. I mean, like every okay. I, I feel like I should limit how many conversations end up going towards like California needs like better, like, better train system. <laughs> but, like basically, what I'm saying is like it's a long term investment, and I think yeah, like yeah, 
if we didn't have like regional organizations and we just like let it fall on like single people like single people cannot uh wait the like however many years it's going to take to build up the community right to become like net zero you know solvency right right, right. So, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. it's like, yeah, I think, yeah, so exactly. So all of this like investment, it all, it all comes back to the community, I think in some way, shape or form. And even in some ways it goes out to the broader, like speed keeping community as a whole. This Cubers Live channel would not exist and it would not be doing the things that, that we are do and are planning to do without, without some support from WCC. So, I mean, because we, we use this, we, we use the WC, WCC funds to buy equipment that we need in order to stream competitions to bring competitions to more people, not just people who live in, you know, the Western region, but everyone all over the country and all over the world. So, um, oh, actually, I did not realize that. Yeah. Oh, um, speaking of buying new equipment, I did just get a new webcam. This is not with WCC money, but like, <laughs> oh, this, you're... Is, oh this, is, this is the same one the that Elgato you guys have, right? Face cam. Yeah, we're tripling. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, Manu, like I was asking you like, which webcam do you use because I need an upgrade. Yeah, we're tripling. Um, and it's still in the box right now, but like, don't be surprised if you see the camera quality of my feed get better in the oh, near future. Oh, all right, all right. Well, yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to look out for that. Um, and then here's the thing. Let, let me let me talk about like some like competition quality improvements, right? So like we we talk about like well, how are we going to? How do we know that these funds are going to be managed properly? Like where are they going, right? Um, but at the end of the day, like, do we really, do we want a competition that has like better equipment, um, maybe better investments on like maybe having a better aesthetic, right? So like, for example, maybe having, um, tablecloths for every competition, you know, oh, that's yeah. the budget, right? Right. Having, um, even good some... awards and stuff too. I feel like that counts. Yeah. 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 Having like maybe like proper scrabble booths rather than just like a table. Like right. that requires, that requires money. Right. Like that's yeah. just like, you know, ideas, um, that I've, uh, heard that might be beneficial. Um, but you know, um, that stuff is really important. Um, even little things like they all add up, like for example, colored paper, um, to like separate, uh, each stage. Right. And then we were thinking about it a little bit. Um, and then I had this like thought in my head, uh, way back in the previous couple podcast episodes, we talked about privacy in the WCA mm. and how there was, um, well, if you guys haven't been keeping up with the WCA, there's been a couple of incidents, uh, regarding safety. If you're interested, you can check up on the WCA uh, front page and there's a report on some of that stuff. So everything that I'm mentioning here so far is public information right um but it also had me thinking about u.s nationals 2019 and how um people were calling for call to action in regards to safety i will not highlight you know maybe the exact details but people were questioning some general safety procedures for u.s nationals and that's a competition of like there was at least a thousand people there. Least, I, I forgot what the competitor yeah. cap was, but with the guests, probably like closer to 2000. Yeah. So like, well, then you tell me how much do we pay for security? Right. Right. Like that's that, like, that, that's not cheap. Like, that's not cheap for that many people. No, that's not cheap. So, you know, like 
I mean, what are we gonna do, right? Like, this is all stuff where these regional organizations in the future, well, one, I hope that the WCA works with us more closely because yeah, I think be it would be a great symbiotic relationship. Um, but two, um, I think the regional organizations are gonna have to um, make these types of decisions with the growing community. Mm -hmm. Right? <clears throat> and like they're gonna have to make like things that are awesome for the community and things that are like, dang, I have to take care of this. <laughs> like I have to really consider this, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, like there's so many uh, good things about regional orgs, but there's a lot of hurdles. And I talk about these hurdles from firsthand experience in my first couple years of running WCC is, is very weird stuff. Even yeah. just even just taxis weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a new yeah. it's a new era for cubing on all fronts. You know, now we actually yeah. need to do taxes and you know we, we can't just store it in like someone's bank account. But the actually the other thing That's... is like if you store it in someone's bank account, they have to pay the taxes on it, even though they it's not their money. Which is kinda silly, right? right? That, that's so dumb. Yeah, so, silly goose. Yeah, there's, there's, it's a new era for cubing. There's a lot of new stuff that's happening, but I think all of it is all going to improve the um, the competition experience. And I think like there's like a little bit of like there's, there's core competition experience, and there's also like the peripheral stuff, you know. Um, and I think all of it will improve. Um, yeah. yeah, these are all growing pains. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you come know, come back to us. Transition is always the hardest. Come back to us in three years. <laughs> I, it'll definitely be better. I hope it's better. I've kind of. I feel like I've set off a time bomb now. Like who knows? Like oh, what if? What if it's I feel like in, I feel like in three years it'll be popping. Like okay. keeping. There we go. Like I tell. I ask myself this: Is keeping going away in two years? No. I hope not. No. So we'll all be here in two years. You know what is going away in two <laughs> years? And actually by two years, I mean in two minutes, this, this podcast episode. episode. <laughs> okay, sorry, that, that was really stupid. Oh God, if yeah. it was a two years, I don't two know if I could do it. Uh, I don't know so, if I could do it. Like Ludwig's subathon, but like 20 I, I will <laughs> say, if we uploaded a two year long video, um, Yo. that would go viral. Yo, that would be that would be crazy. That that would go viral. Well, yeah. for maybe that would be like, YouTube would allow it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that would be like, we might crack that, YouTube. <laughs> That might like that might be like a Mr. Beast saying Logan Paul for like ten uh, hours straight. Yeah, that's only ten hours though. <laughs> the lo-fi girl listens to hip hop beats. That one was two years though. So. Oh wait, like, true. Yeah. Wait, has been done before. Really? Yeah, the live stream was up for like one thousand fifty days or something like that. Um, oh, okay, oh my God. I don't want to go off on another top uh, tangent. <laughs> okay. uh, anyway. Well, that's your way of getting us to two years, Carrie. <laughs> Oh, I we think the live become... streams are the only way. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll, I'll act like it. All right, I, I'm lo-fi hip-hop girl now, or lo-fi oh, lo-fi beast to study two girl. Oh, uh, yeah, and, and like you can have the cat. You can, like, oh like, yeah, the yeah, cat yeah. Cat has. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. Do I have a book? I do have a book. We're we're so all lo we're all lo-fi girl. All right, enough enough shenanigans. We're out of here. Bye bye. <laughs> have a good rest of the day, everyone.